Devoncast from Radio X. I'm Guy Henderson and this is an unusual edition of Devoncast. Just one story and just one presenter. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak was in Devon the other day uh, on a packed programme of visits and events and there was a huddle, which is what they call a press conference for the regional press these days, and we were invited. This is the whole of the huddle. I drew the fifth and last slot, so you'll hear from Heart FM, Greatest Hits Radio, Southampton Newspapers and the Plymouth Herald, and then me, asking questions on health, transport, town centres and local government finance. This, then, is the whole of the huddle. We start by asking him what brings him to Devon. Uh, well, I've been out and about in the southwest yesterday and today, uh, primarily to talk about our dentistry plan, because getting access for an NHS dentist was particularly difficult for people in the southwest, which is why I wanted to come here and talk about our plans that we announced this week, that it's going to make it easier. We're going to have two and a half million more appointments for NHS dentistry, get, taking us back to pre-COVID levels, and that means everyone who needs to see an NHS dentist should find that that is easier and those plans are going to kick in soon. I guess just leading on from that then, so you might be aware that uh, Derriford Hospital here in Plymouth, we've had another critical incident declared this week, that's the third since January. I guess my question really would be, you know, this is a countrywide issue, what more can be done, what more can you do to stop this happening in A&Es right across the country? Well, first thing to say is I care passionately about the NHS. I come from an NHS family. My dad was a GP and my mum was a pharmacist. I actually spent most of my life working in my mum's pharmacy. And, you know, unfortunately, we are still dealing with the impact of COVID on the NHS and the backlogs that that has created. But we are making progress. And if you you look at what's happening, for example, in emergency care, the performance of ambulances and A&E this winter is better than it was last winter when I became Prime Minister on waiting lists. Now, of course, we're not making as much progress as we would like, but waits for the longest waiters have been virtually eliminated. And we saw in November the waiting list decline by around 100,000 because there were no strikes at all. So that shows that actually we can get this thing done. And locally, we're investing in hospitals. You mentioned Derriford, new emergency care department coming there. Yesterday, I was in Cornwall, Royal Cornwall, new women's and children's unit, but also local healthcare investment, actually making it easier for people to get the checks, tests, scans they need at community diagnostic centres, of which there are now dozens across the southwest, including here in Plymouth, um, and that will make a real difference to people. So look, I know there's more work to do, but the plan that we put in place is working, and if we stick to it, people will be able to have exactly what they need. I'd like to move on to council funding. Councils of different political colours across the West Country are increasingly struggling to you know, balance the books. Are you worried about you know, councils looking at potentially declaring themselves bankrupt? Well, we've just announced about £600 million more funding for local councils across the country, uh, and particularly for social care, where there are obviously pressures, uh, but also some of that money ring-fenced for rural councils. Uh, you know, Providing services in rural areas is always that much trickier, something I know well from uh, being in North Yorkshire, uh, and that funding was announced just the other day, and it will mean taken together, councils across the southwest will have about 7.5% more money to invest in local services this year than they did last year to give people a sense of context and on top of that we're also investing in local communities through our leveling up funds and towns funds and you can see so many examples of that across the southwest at high streets town centers getting direct investment to re- help them regenerate and you know i was out yesterday in cornwall devon uh, last night and today 
and you can start to see those those plans are bearing fruition. People can see the improvements that are happening in their area, and if we stick with the plan, I'm confident that we can deliver a brighter future for everyone in the southwest. Um, transport uh, connections to the southwest, many people will agree, are, are dire. Um, so I was wondering if you would consider using any of the savings from HS2 to do things like um, extend the M5 to Plymouth. Mm. So we have a decent road, uh, electrify the railway so you know it will take hours and hours to get to London, and also Plymouth City Airport. Um, there's a big uh, hoo-ha about whether that will ever reopen. Would you would you be in favour of that? Yeah. So you know, without getting into the specific projects, what I would say is you're right that we need to focus our transport investment on local priorities, on the forms of transport that people actually use day to day, and that's why I made quite a big decision on HS2. Uh, they decided not to proceed with further expansion of that project and instead to use every penny of that money and invest it in other transport projects. So what does that mean for, for us here in the southwest? Well, first and foremost, it means more money for road maintenance and potholes. You talked about new projects, but if you talk to people, as I was doing yesterday, you know, people time and time again say, please spend more money on our local roads, getting these potholes fixed. And, and thankfully, Devon Council is going to receive millions more pounds starting this coming year and thereafter as well. Bus fares, we've capped those at £2 outside of London, which will help ease some of the pressures for people. But then also investing in local transport. The Columbton to Wellington line is being restored as a result of the HS2 decision. And also you talk about rail connections. Over the last few years, we have prioritised that Plymouth to London rail connection, which is, I think, much better now than it yeah. used to be. And I think you'll be more familiar with all the Dawlish improvements that have, have been made. Um, but again, broadly, though, I, I agree. We should be investing in transport that local people use most regularly and because of the decision on HS2 there will be more money available for that in every part of our country. Well, um, <coughs> yeah, nice to meet you, Prime Minister. Um, you touched on town centres and city centres. Um, I'm forever writing about uh, companies that are going into um, insolvency, shops shutting, hospitality businesses shutting. Um, our city centre in Plymouth here has got um, some major problems you might be aware of. What help can you give for beleaguered companies at the moment for uh, re particularly retail and hospitality mm. and to revitalise our high streets? High streets, yeah. Look, I, you know, all of us want our homes to be places that we are a proud to call home but also places that we love spending time with our family and our high streets and our town centres are key to that it's become you know the beating hearts of all our communities so it, look, let me be frank but this is a challenge of course as people's habits change right and you know we all shop more online and that has meant that we've got to evolve how we think about our high streets the things we are doing are first and foremost directly investing in high streets. So we have something called the Future High Streets Fund, the Towns Fund and the Leveling Up Fund. And multiple market towns, high streets, town centres across the southwest have benefited from that investment. Plymouth itself um, received money from one of those funds for regeneration. Torquay has just received £20 million from our long-term plan for towns. That money is going to be given to Torquay for local people to decide how best to invest it in improving uh, or regenerating their town centre. And again, I could give you multiple more places that are getting that investment. The second thing is to support those businesses directly, we're cutting their taxes. And the most important tax that, uh, for them is business rates. And because we've been able to manage the economy well, we are giving all those businesses, retail, hospitality, leisure businesses that make up such an important component of our high streets and town centres, all of them are receiving a 75% discount 
on their business rates bill um, this forthcoming year. Uh, so that is going to make a huge difference. It's worth thousands and thousands of pounds to a typical retailer or pub. And I would just point out, it's not a tax cut that has been matched by the Welsh Labour government. And it, uh, and it gives you a sense that when we say, look, we are, you know, our plan is working and we want to cut taxes for people, we actually are delivering on it. Uh, when Welsh Labour government were given the same money to do that and they have decided not to do that because their priorities are different and I believe that we should be supporting those small businesses. The last thing to say, because it's a long answer but it's important, is planning reform. We need to make it easier for our high streets to adapt and evolve for things to change what they're used for and we are doing that too so that as people's habits change our high streets can evolve and adapt with them. Um, I'm covering a lot of local council meetings at the moment where they're setting budgets and they're talk the councillors are talking about section 114s, they're talking about not having enough money to do anything other than basics. People have been bending your ear about potholes and bins and things like that. How can you reassure the councillors that there is the funding there and what more can you do to help councillors that can, can barely cover the basics? Yeah, well, look, I used to be local government minister, which is my first job in government was being local government minister. So I spent a lot of time with our councillors across the country, particularly in the southwest, and I know that they do an incredible job. Right, because uh, they're working very hard to deliver for their communities. And that's why we've supported them with £600 million more funding just announced. And as I said, councils on average across the southwest will have about 7.5% more money to spend on local services next year than last year. And on top of that, we're backing them with direct investment in their communities, high streets fund, towns fund, levelling up fund, transport improvements from HS2, tax cuts for their local businesses, rolling out broadband and mobile phone signals in rural areas like the southwest so look that those are all things we're doing because we want people in the southwest to know that the government's on their side that we've got a plan and that plan is working and because of that they can have the peace of mind that we're going to have a brighter future and they can have a renewed sense of pride in our country and i'm confident that if we stick to that plan that's what we can deliver and as you saw yesterday from the labor party the choice of the next election is increasingly clear right signature economic policy in tatters Right, because they don't have a plan. And you can't deliver any positive change for people if you don't have a plan. They would just take the southwest and the country back to square one. Yeah, just on that local oh, local, lo local government piece, I mean, I know you follow a lot of council meetings around here and you hear regularly that these budgets are being cut. Actually, Plymouth City Council's core spending ability has gone up another £10 million this year, right? And, of course, they're saying you go to these meetings, they say they can't deliver public services. The original scheme in Armada Way, which I know you covered a lot, was, what, £11 million? It's now gone up to £37 million, right? We, we, we believe in devolution, right, and in empowering local councillors. If they then choose to do that, there's not a lot uh, the Prime Minister can do. So I think there needs to be some fairness in this space. Actually, these councils are getting more money than they've ever had before. They prioritise their decision. It's not good enough, really, to spend millions and millions of pounds, treble the cost of these public sector projects, and then ask the government for more money when everyone wants more money for NHS and defence and so on. And I think that balance is really important, particularly here in Plymouth, where that tune is played very loudly. And also, I'll just end by saying thank you to Johnny, who took me for a great run this morning, <laughs> which everyone seems to know about. So we had a very good start to my day after a very rainy day in Cornwall yesterday, and we had a dry morning. We did. It was did. great down to Plymouth, though, and met some of the veterans that Johnny 
works with and he does I mean you guys probably don't see that side of his job but he does an incredible job for our country making sure this is the best place in the world to be a veteran it was important to me personally that's why Johnny's in the cabinet and he is delivering that for our veterans across the country and it is something that both he and I are very proud of and you guys and everyone here should be very proud of what he's doing as well so also talking about Plymouth City Council and Ahmad away there was Plymouth Moorview MP Johnny Mercer Catch the latest episode of Devoncast every Friday at radiox.co.uk or wherever you get your podcasts.